by the message of an angel, may, by his passion and cross, be brought to the glory of his resurrection, through the same Christ our Lord. Amen. Thanks for listening to KATH 910 AM, Frisco, Dallas, Fort Worth. Catholic radio for your soul on the Guadalupe Radio Network in North Texas. Heard also at grnonline.com and on your smartphone. Live from the KATH 910 AM studios in Las Colinas and broadcasting across North Texas on the Guadalupe Radio Network. This is the Good News Show. And good afternoon. It is a Good News Show here on KTH 910 AM, Guadalupe Radio Network. Glad you're with us. It is 12 o'clock, high noon, on Monday, August 9th, 2021. We're in the 19th week of Ordinary Time. My name is Dave Palmer, along with Cecil Anderson. Uh, Diane Xavier might jo- be joining us. I think she's coming in here soon, and uh, we'll be talking about a number of things here on the show, we are live, and we like your feedback, your participation. If you want to join us at any point during the uh, the hour today, 877-757-9424, 877-757-9424. All right, here's what we're doing today, Sissel, on the big show. The big show. <laughs> the big show. <laughs> Sounds like Ed Sullivan there, yes, didn't I? Yeah, the big show. <laughs> All right, so it is the second Monday of the month, and that means that At 12.30 today, for the second half of the show, we're going to have what we call the Young Catholic Professional segment. On the fourth Monday, we do University of Dallas with Dr. Sanford comes in and and introduces us to one of his uh, professors or somebody involved over there at UD. Second Monday, we we talk about young people. Uh, Mm -hmm. Cecil, you are a young person. I am. I'm a baby. (laughs) (laughs) I am not young. I'm I'm not a young person, but I guess I can. can. I'm younger than some people. Young at heart. That's all that matters. Uh, Jen or Peter sometimes will come in and, uh, you know, or be on with us. And the last couple of times, Jen has said, hey, you know, go ahead and just interview the person that uh, she has chosen. And so Jen Ball, I'm talking about, uh, founder, national executive director of the Young Catholic Professionals. You put a .org after that, uh, Young Catholic Professionals, you can go to their website. Uh, they are just growing by leaps and bounds. And today, in the second half of the show, we're going to talk to Kelly Herring, uh, who serves as management associate at Young Catholic Professionals. And uh, looks like she may be from New Orleans. She has a, a connection to Texas A&M, uh, the Pines Catholic Camp. I think she worked there. And so we'll talk to her about her position and her take on young people in the the church today. Mm -hmm. And so hopefully you'll join me and uh, be another young person in that conversation (laughs) for that. So Kelly will be joining us in the second half. All right, the first half of the show, we're going to be talking about a few things. First of all, uh, we are going to recap and remember last Thursday night's Summer Speaker Series event right across the street here at the Irving Convention Center in the Grand Ballroom. We'd love to know what you thought about it if you were there. Uh, Cecil and I were, you know, busy working. We had, uh, gosh, close to a thousand people there. Mm-hmm. And so if you want to call in and let us know what you thought about Father John Ricardo's talk, I'll tell you about my 
uh, picking him up from the <laughs> hotel, bringing him back here. Uh, we had a little breakfast, a very small, intimate kind of little breakfast event with him and the staff uh, Friday morning. That, that almost was a disaster, but I'll that tell you. That almost was a breakfast to go or a uh, you know drive-through breakfast. Gosh, yeah. I, I was so nervous. But, <laughs> uh, but no, we'd love to hear what you thought about it. We've had I've heard overwhelmingly positive comments. I haven't heard anything bad about Father Ricardo's uh, presentation, but almost everything I've heard about... You know, the venue, the food, the drinks, the, uh, you know, the talk, uh, just the whole experience was very positive. But let us know what you think. If you want to call in and let us know, 877-757-9424. We're going to talk about that for a bit. Uh, back to school time. I uh, got an email from Annette Gonzalez-Taylor from the University, I mean, from the Diocese of Dallas saying that, some of the Catholic schools in Dallas are beginning today, mm-hmm. and they're going to be kind of, over the next couple of weeks, they'll all be starting up. I know our daughters start Thursday, Wednesday, right? Uh, Thursday, I think. Thursday, Thursday. I think. I think it, oh, okay. Well, my sister who teaches at your school is starting Wednesday, so I don't oh, know if they're right? starting Maybe a the lower day. school starts earlier, earlier or yeah. something. That'd be they, they probably want to kind of phase them in. That makes sense. Even though they're in different buildings. But uh, anyway, so I, I think it's Thursday. I probably ought to know that <laughs> since I'll be, I'll be driving them. But I'll know by the end of the week for sure. Mm-hmm. And so uh, we'll talk about, you know, back to school memories. And uh, I, I, I went to St. Patrick's School in Dallas from fourth to eighth grade and then uh, Jesuit and uh, when I graduated from UD. But as far as, you know, grade school, we all have memories. Cecil was homeschooled. And so I we'll was. talk about that. And then the final thing, if time allows, we are going to talk about fall festivals. Oh, my goodness. That's uh, so exciting. And fall festivals are right around the corner. We already have several that are scheduled. And if you are at a parish and uh, and you would like us to come out and broadcast live from the fall festivals, I absolutely love it. Fall is my favorite season of the it's year. It's a great season. <laughs> yeah. My, my favorite, I think, time of the year is like the month before Christmas. The which, Advent which, which, season, basically. You're right. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> it does have a name, doesn't it? Yeah. Well, the church very graciously gave us a name for it, so now you can say. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I love Advent, I think, even more than Christmas season itself, because mm. it's just that, that build-up to the Christmas. And, uh And so, uh, exciting times, and the temperature's going to start cooling down. It's been very hot the last couple of weeks. Yeah. Uh, so, that's what we have. So, uh, And I'm also going to share a little bit of information with you. Uh, in fact, I'm going to do that right now, uh, about the month of August. And typically, in, in Our Lady. Okay, okay? so right. I, I know so I used to always put this on the spot, but I'm not going to do that. I might I, actually <laughs> for once know this. Now. <laughs> but my pastor, uh, Father Christopher Stainbrook, who did the opening prayer at the Summer Speaker Series event on Thursday, uh, had this really cool write up in the back of our bulletin yesterday. And it's talking about the month of August and the connection to Our Lady, because typically we think of Our Lady in May, mm-hmm. and uh, I think, but August is the month of the Immaculate Heart of Mary. And most of the time when we think of August, we think of the Assumption of the Blessed Virgin Mary, which is going to be this coming Sunday. Uh, but there also are some other feast days of Our Lady this month. Now, I would not expect you to know any of these because they're pretty obscure. Oh, there's some really obscure yeah, ones. Yeah, but if you, if you knew them, I'd, I'd, you, my esteem for you, Cecil, <laughs> would just be going through the roof <laughs> as if it can get any higher, mm-hmm. right? I wonder if anybody knows uh, any other feast days celebrated uh, this month. In fact, there's a, there's a parish in the Diocese of Dallas named after one of these feast Ooh. days, so those people ought to know that. Uh, if you want to take a guess or let us know about your Marian knowledge, 877-757-9424. All right, so August 15th is the Assumption of the Blessed Virgin Mary. That's mm-hmm. a big one. Right. Holy Day of Obligation. 
Uh, it's on a Sunday this year, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, which is interesting. Our, our pastor pointed out that, you know, in the, the cycle of readings right now, they're going through John 6, that right. great Eucharistic, right. you know, and next Sunday would have been, I mean, like the, the big one about you must eat my body and drink my mm. flesh with you, you know, that it's like the, right. the most, it, it is that one, <laughs> but it's going to be preempted. It's, it's going to be, uh, I guess, overridden by the assumptions. <laughs> we won't get it. And oh. he said, you got to wait like three more years to get that because through the cycle of readings. Uh, How all that works. But uh, anyways, <laughs> we'll still be here in three years, God willing. Okay. August 13th is Our Lady Refuge of Sinners. Okay. All not, right. Had not heard of that one. Yeah. Now you know. Now and uh, August 5th is Our Lady of the Snows which uh, commemorates the dedication of the Basilica originally erected on the Esquiline Hill in Rome uh, back in the 4th century. Are we talking about like snow as in snow snow? Yeah, I guess guess so. I don't know why they call it that. Like sledding snows? (laughs) (laughs) What else kind of snow Uh, Well, I don't know. I was not sure if I was missing something. I don't know. I'm still like, you know, I've only been Catholic for five years. Did I miss something? Yeah, are they the snows? Are they the snows? Now now everyone's going to have to research that. I don't associate Rome with snow. I don't either. That's why I was curious. Yeah. Well, Well, something to research tonight, everybody. Yeah. And uh, Our Lady of the Angels. Oh, uh, yes, is, and Alan. Did you know that? August oh. 2nd. It's already passed. Our Lady of the Snows has already passed as well. And uh, if you, and I'm, I'm sure you, I think you saw this on my uh, Away a Day uh, blog from yesterday, I found something out really interesting that just blew me away because I, I do this little thing where I try to find some little creature that you know, in my, my front garden or anywhere I, I go. And it's, it's, it's amazing how many cool creatures you see on a daily basis. But I found a ladybug mm-hmm. uh, out in Super my front, cute. my front garden. Beautiful, beautiful ladybug. Did a little research. The ladybug was named after the Blessed Virgin Mary. That is amazing. Uh, because back in the Middle Ages, they, uh, the, the farmers were in a, in a, in a period where a lot of pests were coming and all these little insects were coming and destroying their crops. So they played, they prayed to the Blessed Virgin to help them. And all of a sudden, these ladybugs all started showing up. And you may not know this, ladybugs devour about 5,000 insects in the course of their life. Okay, ladybugs. They're tiny. Yeah, but they, I know 5,000. Can you imagine that? In the course of their life. I mean, they, right. live, they live a year or so, well, right? But they're, they're voracious eaters and they, they kill the pests that would otherwise destroy crops. And so the, the farmers were so appreciative of Our Lady answering the prayers that they named it. The ladybug after the Blessed Virgin Mary. In fact, even today in Germany, the name of the ladybug is like uh, Our Lady's Beetle, is how it translates into English. So, wow. Anyways, so there's some. Uh, Are there blue ladybugs? Because I feel like that would be a very Marian thing. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if there are. I think there's more than just the the red red and black ones. The one in your picture kind of looks orange. Yeah, 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 it was a little... yellow ones. Yeah, yeah, they, they do come in different colors. Now so. you know, that's awesome. All right, so now you know a little bit more about Our Lady, and yeah, this Sunday we'll celebrate uh, the Feast of the Assumption. All right, 10 minutes after now, what were your thoughts, your memories of last Thursday's Summer Speaker Series event? I, I told Cecil this morning that, gosh, you know, 
Friday was a busy day because you know we're mm-hmm. uh, Father Ricardo was still around, and a lot of the people that had come in from the GRN and all that were still around for about half the day. Uh, but today it's kind of like, wow, gosh, you know, there's so much work that went into building you know, <laughs> the summer speaker series. It's like, what do we do next? You Identity know? crisis going on. But there's always something around the corner. We've got a summer, sh- I mean, a fall sharathon coming up in uh, next month, and. Uh, a GRN retreat out in Midland that we're going to uh, next week. And so there's a lot going on. But all right, so, so just kind of generally speaking, your overall takeaways uh, from Thursday. And if anybody wants to jo- join us and talk about what did you like, what did you uh, most get out of Father Ricardo's talk, what did you think of the Transmitter of the Faith Award, the food, the venue, you know, anything, any, any takeaways from the event, uh, call us up, 877 877- Seven five seven nine four two four eight seven 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 five seven nine four two four. So, all right, what'd you think? Oh man! So last week was a little bit crazy. You know, we were doing so much prep last minute. Everything was getting done. But I just remember on Thursday, once we actually started showing up at the uh, convention center, I just remember feeling very at peace, and I was like, "Oh, it looks beautiful. This is going to be a great event." And just when the people kept, you know, pouring in, it was so many people, and you just like seeing familiar faces. You know, you got people from the Catholic Foundation, got people from the Catholic bookstores, you have people, you know, mm-hmm. people from UD yeah. and, and young Catholic professionals. It was just all these local, you know, everyone was just gathered in one place and I was like, this is so cool. Yeah. And then, yeah. yeah it's it, a big crowd. It was a big crowd and then when everyone settled and, you know, you could finally see them all in one place when we're sitting down and um, just hearing Father Ricardo's uh, keynote, it was, it was so good. I mean, y- you know why everyone just loves him mm-hmm. is because yeah. just the way he's able to he's very he presents the truth very you know like this is the truth but he does it in such a way that it just i don't know it's really easy to grasp if that makes sense you know and i I kind of felt sorry for him almost i know sis is going to jump in the line we got some some calls coming in uh sis is doing double duty here uh, trying to keep up with the conversation and also talk to you guys calling in so if you have a thought about the summer speaker series event or what you thought uh, about Father's Talk or anything. Did you like the new venue? You know, we'd been at the Frontiers of Flight Museum for 12 years in a row. And we've had, you know, outstanding, outstanding time over there. But, you know, we decided this, this year we're, 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 you know, we're, we're going big. We're actually going to make it a bigger event. And we did have almost a thousand people there. We knew Father Ricardo was going to really draw a crowd. Uh, did you like the change? Did you miss the Frontiers of Flight Museum? Let us know. 877-757-9424. What were your biggest takeaways from Father Ricardo uh, and his talk uh, or anything from the, from the evening? What you thought? 877-757-9424. And it was nice to see everybody. I, I thought it was so cool uh, walking in from the garage. And, of course, I got there early. I got there about 4 o'clock or so. And Cecil had made these graphics that the first thing I saw when I walked into the first floor of the convention center was this big graphic with Father Ricardo's picture on it. And uh, it was so neat. It was almost like for that evening, that whole convention center was ours because there wasn't anything else going on uh, that evening at the convention center. And uh, then I rode the big escalators up to the fourth floor in the, the grand ballroom and just seeing that huge ballroom uh, and all those seats, and at that point, they're all empty, and realizing just in a, in a matter of a couple hours, this place is going to be filled up. And then it started, everybody started arriving. It was just so nice to see so many people. It's been, uh, for many of us, a long time since we've had an event like that with 
a lot of people. It used to be that we go to those events all the time, but the last year and a half or so, there haven't been as many. And so it was, it was like old times. You know, it was like old times again, uh, being able to get, be together and, um, it, it just felt kind of normal. And, uh, and then to have the, the, the Transmitter of the Faith Award and to have Don and Mary Catherine Huffines, um, uh, you know, to be with us and Eleanor's introduction, uh, you know, wow, wow, what oh, a bl- so good. Yeah, what a blessing. So, anyways, uh, somebody called. Did they have a comment off the air or? Yeah, so it was actually a comment about uh, Marion Feast and another fact about ladybugs. Do you want to hear them real quick? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't realize that was going to be the big hey, thing. Hey, you know yeah, what? So. Yeah, yeah what they say? Uh, gentleman David called in and he said that in the Byzantine rite, they call the Assumption Mary the feast day, the Dormition of Mary, because they have oh, a slightly different, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, uh, you know, understanding of that. And then um, also, did you know? Apparently, he says that he's checked every single ladybug he's found he's not found one that's been different but ladybugs tend to always have seven spots which represent the seven sorrows of mary yeah you know i i actually did read that i'm glad he pointed that out uh but the one that i took a picture of i thought had more than did seven it? i mean we'll i don't have know to if, investigate i don't this. know if you have a picture of that but yeah oh yeah this one's got a, this one's got a lot i got a lot more so they have seven spots and those represent the seven sorrows i really like that that's cool yeah yeah well thanks for uh, calling in did you say his name was david david okay good name too all right thanks if you want to talk about our lady if you want to talk about the summer speaker series event or ladybugs or you know anything you want uh, give us a call 877-757-9424 diane xavier has joined us uh, in in studio diane um, takeaways from the event. Uh, I didn't get a chance to talk to you too much at the event. Well, what did you think about it? It was such a joyous event. Everything ran so smoothly. And Father Ricardo and his team, they're so joyful. You hear them on the air, Father Ricardo's show on the air, and he always sounds so joyful. Well, he's exactly the same pers- uh, same personality in person, just so mm-hmm. joyful and thankful. And, you know, as a priest, they hear they go through so much, and they hear confessions and work with married couples on the struggles of their lives and having to counsel them. And you know, I, I bet they suffer stress. But you know, just to witness Father Ricardo and the joy he had yeah. and exudes—I mean, that just really touched my heart. Yeah, and you know, I, I have this conversation, this text conversation with some of my friends uh, that I, I know. Uh, from from a, men, a men's group, and one of the guys in the group is like totally. I mean, he's really kind of freaking out about all that's going on in in the culture today, sure. and some of the pressures with you know passports and you know the COVID and all that kind of stuff. And I think what what Father Ricardo and and it's it's funny at, the, at these events. When I'm emceeing and I'm kind of, you know, I'm working, mm-hmm. it's hard for me to, focus to really <laughs> focus on, but I did, I think to some degree, but it seems that Father Ricardo's talk was really about the need, and, and y'all tell me what, what you took away from it, the, the need to, that the culture needs Jesus, you mm-hmm. know, and that the, we need to be active he actively bringing Jesus to the culture. And mm. the, I, I remember when he said, you know, turn off your phone. <laughs> turn off the TV. Yeah, yeah, turn off the TV. TV. Don't turn off the radio. Keep listening <laughs> to GRN, of course. But it's just that we're so, we get so wound up and everything that's going on that we forget that really what the, uh, the people need out there who, uh, is is to to really know Jesus and to know and to to have an, an intimate relationship with him. And that's what's going to change the culture. Uh, and, 
I just remember as as he closed it out, he's just like, you know, you need to get out there. You need to get out there. I mean, what were y'all's takeaways from his talk? I mean, how would you summarize what he said? Yeah, absolutely. I, I, you know, talking about part about turning the TV off and things like that. He was, he was, he made it very funny. You know, he's like, if the world is ending, someone will call you. You know, (laughs) (laughs) kind of one of those things. And it just kept bringing to mind of something that we had discussed uh, a while back in my discipleship group about uh, in the Easter season. We were talking about, you know, we are the Easter people, and Alleluia is our song. Um, And it was just the idea of I felt from his. It was just kind of summarizing that just to remember that we're on the winning team Mm -hmm. kind of idea of that despite, you know, the chaos of our world and stuff like that. Yeah, we need to be going out to the culture, but also remembering that as bad as things get, you know, Mm -hmm. we're on the winning team. And he showed these examples uh, from, you know, history, like the the Nazi guy who was Mm -hmm. responsible for all those people who had died and the priest who had, um, you know, you know, been a spiritual advisor to him and how the guy on the, the Nazi guy had he asked for God's mercy, you know, mm-hmm. before he got executed. And then the, the young girl who was beheaded and she, you know, had, had done a lot to, it just, it was, it was, I had, was not familiar with any of those historical, those stories, those historical yes. figures, which was really interesting as well. Um, okay. Uh, uh, we only have about 10 minutes. I want to talk a little bit about, uh, festivals and also, you know, back to school. If you want to talk about that as well, other takes from the summer speaker series event, uh, 877-757-9424, 877-757-9424. As we get together with our committee again next month, we're going to have to decide, do we, you know, go back to Irving Convention Center? Do we, Consider the Frontiers of Flight Museum a whole different venue it, uh, itself. I'd love to get some feedback on that. You can either call in or you can email us and let us know what you think about the venue. Um, and uh, I, I thought the venue was it was, was, was quite nice. It was beautiful. Yeah. And it was so like free, smoothly run. Like a, I remember walking in and we were on the fourth floor. It was bare in the what do you call it the area the kind of mezzanine kind of, area. Yeah, yeah. 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 and um, and by the time. Six o'clock arrive. Everything had been set up. It was it's a total transformation. Yeah, mm-hmm. and people came in. It, it seemed like very steady. It wasn't like everybody came at rush. the same time. Was, and yeah. I don't think anybody had to wait long for food. Mm-hmm. And of course, the wine was always out there and available. Um, and, and, and so, our yeah, committee did a great job keeping yeah. everything flowing. I would like to just shout out to Bob Walters, who did a lot of the work for the volunteers and the check-in and everything like that. But yeah, it was very very smooth, and it was just. Yeah, great, again, to see that many people there. Yeah, so thanks if you came. And next year, July 21st, we mentioned that uh, Bishop uh, Joseph Strickland will be our speaker, and Mm -hmm. we don't know where it's going to be. We know the date, and he has committed to it, July 21st. Uh, boy, that the reaction when we put that slide up it was about next excited. year, it was pretty enthusiastic. So mm-hmm. that might be another big event, uh, July 21st of 2022. And so we invite you to make plans and circle <laughs> your calendar for that date, <laughs> which is still quite a ways off. All right, uh, 877-757-9424. Um, and if you, after the fact, want to comment about anything or let us know what your thoughts are about it, you can email um uh, us directly, kth at grnonline.com. All right, anything, uh, let's see. Um, we do schools or fall festival? What uh, are we doing? Let's, uh, let's talk about fall festivals. Sure. Uh, we have conf- confirmations for two, what, two think, so far right now? yes. Yeah. Uh, the first one, that I think it might be the first of the season, I don't know, unless another church beats it. Um, in September, September 25th, Saturday, September 25th, St. Jude and Allen is having their 
Fall Carnival. We don't yet know when our broadcast is, but we will be there at some point that day. So that's the 25th of September. Um, and then October 9th, two weeks later, we're having or returning to St. Catherine of Siena's Autumn Fest uh, at 9 a.m. So we will be there. I know in the past, Rowena and I have done that one. That one's a really fun festival. They're all really fun festivals, but each of them. Uh, oh, never mind. <laughs> Um, yeah, each of them have something unique and special about them. I find each festival has like something. St. Catherine Santa has a pretty diverse community, so they usually have different. They'll have Vietnamese food. They'll have some different uh, African country foods. And so it's quite fun and a really extensive uh, silent auction that I always get soaked into. Um, but we might have gotten the date wrong about the St. Jude and Allen uh, yeah, one. So just stand by and yeah, keep yeah, listening think, to Catholic I, I think, Radio. I think they're, they're moving it to Labor Day weekend. So they'll still be the first one then. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, by far. And I think, you know, St. Anne's and Capel typically yeah. have been like the first one. And they normally do theirs the weekend after Labor Day. Because Labor Day weekend's right. early September, right? That's right. It's it a, is. It's, like it's the first le- weekend, le- Less than a month away. Yeah, the first... Uh, uh, I guess the first Monday of September is Labor Day, and then that weekend. So St. Jude's is going really early. That's nice. And I think that's so we're going to be out there probably, I think September 4th is going to be the uh, the date. And then St. Anne's Capel will probably be the next weekend. Mm-hmm. And then uh, St. Catherine of Siena, which one, weekend that's was that? That's the 9th, October 9th. And then uh, Mary Immaculate is having a fall festival on the 2nd of October. Um, and I think at least the Spanish are going to go, uh, K. John is going to go out and broadcast there. And uh, so that's it's kind of three weekends that are, I mean, Three or four weekends. It's going to start filling up fast. I'm mm-hmm. sure there's going to yeah. be one every weekend, basically. Um, it's yeah. so strange. Get ready. Yeah. <laughs> and especially since last year, I think there was only one or yes, two. Mary, Mary, Mary Macklin did one. And mm-hmm. God bless them for doing that. Mm-hmm. I think that was, that was pretty uh, brave and bold of them to go ahead and do one last year. Uh, but yeah, now, Diane, what were you going to say? It's so strange because in the summer, there's like nothing happening. You're just sitting around, waiting around. Mm-hmm. Then all of a sudden, all at once, yeah. it just starts piling up the calendar. Yeah. yeah, I was outside yesterday for about 30 minutes. And so I realize why nobody does anything during the summer. Cause, <laughs> yeah, boy, there's not it, as many summer festivals, yeah, are there? Yeah, so the, the, other than the Summer Speaker Series. But we yep. tend to have those indoors in air yeah. conditioning. Why have Mo- we ever thought to do an outdoor event, Dave? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, normally most years we've had air conditioning. <laughs> yes. Except with one, you know. Uh, one minor uh, yeah, exception. Yeah, well, one <laughs> exception where we, uh, yeah, but that's a whole different story. <laughs> All right, uh, 25 minutes after, I, I want to, um, so so the, if you are at a parish or you you have any kind of poll with or just you know that you're having a festival we'd love to come out i think people are so eager to come out especially since most of them didn't do them last year uh, it's going to be a great time to celebrate and so we would love to do a live broadcast there's no charge for it we just ask that we can set up a table and put a little signage out and uh, we do some interviews with you know the pastor or people uh, the ministry leaders of the parish or the, the festival chairs uh, just email us directly, kth at grnonline.com, and uh, we will make arrangements, and we'll put it on the schedule for an hour or two broadcast out there uh, where you are. And what other, uh, the um, the big Catholic schools... Um, Kickoff? No, the, the the golf tournament that they have. Oh, yes, the Bishop's yes. Annual. Is, uh, they call, I think it's called the Halo? I'm yeah, sure. it's going to be the at Halo the, Invitational it's going to be at the end of September. At the fourth season. Uh, it's the 11th annual Bishop's Invitational uh, Golf Tournament. It's going to be September 27th. It's a Monday. 
And so that's coming up here before too long. And uh, do we have any other live broadcasts that are scheduled? Anything else? Uh, I don't think so. Not yet. So we would definitely, if you have any events coming up, we would love to come broadcast at them. It's a fun part of the fall season. Yeah. You know? And uh, they also have the, the, the Catholic Bowl um, football oh, event yes. that's happening Labor Day weekend. Mm. Uh, that's kind of cool. Like Nolan, Nolan Catholic and JP2 and Plano are going to be playing schools from... Houston and I think Little Rock and so we're I I think tickets are on sale for that now Um, but we'll be talking more about that as time we we might be doing a live broadcast for that as well Uh, one other thing that just popped into my mind that I want to talk about I think we mentioned it briefly last Monday is that uh, we are going to be celebrating 15 years of Catholic radio on this station and also on our Spanish station on October 1st and we want to put together a special uh, kind of highlighting the first 15 years of Catholic radio, and we're going to be looking for listener testimonies, priests, bishops. Uh, I think we're going to talk uh, to uh, the gentleman who uh, purchased this, the, the, the stations for us. And anyway, so if you love Catholic radio and you'd like to be involved in that, or you have a testimony of how, you know, maybe you were listening, you know, back in 2006 when the station first went on the air and uh, how it's helped you in your faith life these last 15 years. We'd love to hear from you. You can email us again, kth at grnonline.com. But uh, we'll definitely want to put that together and play it right around the 15th anniversary of Catholic radio. So that's going to be pretty cool. That's very exciting. Yeah. I remember when I first heard of it, it was a poster on my parish's wall. Yeah. So I thought, Ooh. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> boy, yeah, no idea how much you're involved, but yeah, you got involved very early on. Yes. And Sissel, I think, was like, you know, five years old. Uh, <laughs> no, you were, she, she was eight, eight, eight years old. I was eight years old, yeah. Not listening to Catholic Race. She wasn't I even wasn't. Catholic. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Little rebel me. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. Uh, you guys want to get any memories of uh, yes. school starting? Diane, you went to public schools, right? Yes, I did. Okay, so uh, I'm Catholic school, you're public school, Sissel's homeschool. We cover all so the we bases. We cover yes. all the bases. So, <laughs> yes. uh, memories of, because Annette Gonzalez Taylor put out the uh, a press release today saying that Catholic schools are starting up. I think St. Rita in Dallas started today. And over the next week or two, they're all going to be kind of phasing in. Our, my daughter starts this week, a lot of people do. Uh, so thoughts of uh, school starting? I'm glad I'm not in school. <laughs> no, no. I remember elementary school, kindergarten, all the way from my kindergarten years. So. Yeah. Uh, it was. I remember the gingerbread man. That's what I remember. The gingerbread man. Wow. Yeah. Well, they teach you that in kindergarten. Oh, okay. Just kindergarten, and so I remember my elementary school years were not my favorite. Uh, my junior high years, I think starting in seventh grade was my favorite. And oh, yeah? Yeah. That's when that's I... That's not normally people's favorite time of school, I <laughs> no, feel like. No, junior high, not at all. <laughs> yeah. I, I went to St. Patrick's in Dallas, and I I, I don't know. I, I liked school. I liked mm. being there, um, and I, I just... I, I don't remember so much how first day of school was. I think it's got to be so much different now yeah. for kids and all that's going on with the pandemic and they're going to be masks and, and social distancing. And, yeah. I mean, last year with, uh, you know... They didn't even start in person. Didn't even so start. Mo- mo- yeah, yeah, I don't think anybody was in person at the beginning of the school last year, but now I think... Didn't uh, affect uh, the homeschoolers. Uh, yeah, right. Man. Yeah, no, no, no change at all. But I think this year they're they're all in school. Yes, I think so. I don't so, think it's even part. an option to have the... the which, I, which I think is good. I don't think anybody's mandating the mask yet uh, mm-hmm. at least in texas mm-hmm. and so 
Anyways, homeschool <sighs> uh, memories. Yeah, so my mom, we were homeschooled, and some depending on everyone, homeschools a little bit differently. Some it's not a massive structure on when you exactly start the first day of school. But my mom was very much like, no, you will have a first day, and it was always the day after Labor Day because okay. that's like traditionally what they she did in Canada, like you know, in, uh, in the North is more they do that a little bit more. Yeah. Um, go through Labor Day, but um, she would we'd always have Einstein bagels for breakfast. We would get up early. <laughs> we have a first day of school outfit. We take first day of school pictures. She was very much very like, organized. we are going to do, we always get like school supplies as like a treat that had like favorite characters on it and stuff like that. And in our current kindergarten year, one of my favorite memories is that she made these, um, it's a German tradition. I'm not going to try to pronounce it, but it's these paper cones that you fill with lots of treats on your first day of kindergarten. Oh, really? And she oh, would do okay. that for like each of us. Like a cornucopia kind of thing? Or? Yeah, it's like a, she used like a piece of poster board and she'd wrap it up and have our name on it. And of course, every time it was someone, like when it was Tova's kindergarten year, obviously none of Willem and I weren't really around. <laughs> um, but uh, when it was my kindergarten year, all three of us got it. Yeah. So we always loved it when it was someone's kindergarten year. Oh, yeah. And so, yeah. yeah. Oh, cool. Fun traditions. All right. So pray for all those kids as they go back to school. Pray for our Catholic schools and homeschool kids and everybody else and uh, just that it be a good year and that uh, they're able to get through this. And all the teachers and administrators as well, because this is a uh, kind of a, uh, you know, they, they get a little bit of the jitters as well as they start school. I remember that as being a teacher. Okay, it, this is the Good News Show, and uh, we are going to have our Young Catholic Professional segment coming up next. Uh, Kelly Herring is going to join us. She serves as Management Associate for the Young Catholic Professionals. We're going to talk about marketing. We're going to talk about uh, being a young Catholic these days, the challenges the blessings and uh, why you, you should know about the mission and um, happenings with the Young Catholic Professionals. So we'll take a quick break and be back with Kelly right after this. Want to be a better father to your son? Why not skip the weekend superhero movie and be the saint your son needs? If you can endure the elements, shirk some material comforts, and pray a rosary around a campfire, the troops of St. George are recruiting. Troop 77 of Collin County, the magnanimous 77th, is looking for a few good dads and their sons. Troop 77 is kicking off the school year at 7 p.m. Monday, August 30th. Check them out at tsg77.org. That's tsg77.org. BOMA USA is a new sponsor of KATH 910 AM. They're the Billings Ovulation Method Association, and they've created an online teacher training program for healthcare professionals in restorative reproductive medicine. Due to a generous grant by the Catholic Foundation, any healthcare student or practicing professional from the Dallas area can access the entire content for just $100, a 90% discount. To learn more, visit boma-usa.org and click on health professionals at the top of the page. Save the date, St. Gabriel the Archangel Parish in McKinney invites all married couples to their 10th annual Marriage Enrichment Retreat from October 9th through the 10th. The overnight retreat takes place at the Marriott Dallas Fort Worth at Champion Circle. The keynote speakers are Debbie and Marty Giorgiani, Debbie is co-host of Take Two with Jerry and Debbie. The event features fellowship, quality couple time, teachings, resort accommodations, and a catered dinner. For more information and to register, visit stgabriel.org. Hello, Catholic Life Insurance is a family-focused company that offers life insurance and retirement benefit plans. We are proud to support the mission of Catholic Radio on KATH 910 AM. To learn more about Catholic Life Insurance, you can contact Larry Linson or David Walker in our Dallas office at 972-484-3000. Again, 972-484-3000. We look forward to hearing from you. 
Welcome back to the Good News Show here on this beautiful Monday afternoon. And as Cecil mentioned earlier, uh, I am not here <laughs> today. I am on vacation. I'm probably out on the beach in Florida somewhere, Dave Palmer. Uh, but uh, as Cecil, I think probably. I don't know what that was all about. I am here. What was that? Uh, <laughs> uh, our computer decided to go yeah. back a few weeks and play oh, okay. something old. Yeah, sorry like, about that. Also, this is the weirdest thing I heard myself <laughs> saying that I'm not here, and I thought, did I? Did I just die? <laughs> and I was just humming to myself. Uh, listen. Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah. All right. Not uh, big here it is. This is live. Uh, so forget everything you just heard. Uh, <laughs> and good news show here. And thanks for joining us. As I mentioned, Kelly Herring joining us. Uh, for what we call the Young Catholic Professional segment of the Good News Show. We do every second Monday of the month at 1230 approximately. Uh, Kelly serves as Management Associate for the YCP, and she also uh, has a connection, uh, it appears, from to Texas A&M, uh, St. Mary's, the Pines, and so we're going to get to know her and talk some marketing and also YCP as well. So, Kelly, uh, thanks for joining me. Good afternoon to you. Good afternoon. I'm wishing you were at the beach and I was there with you. <laughs> I just got a text from a friend saying, that you're at the beach? What? No, I don't get that, that many that many vacations. So, all right. So, uh, tell us about yourself, um, and your background, personally, professionally, and how you got connected with, uh, with YCP. Yeah, of course. Um, well, I'll start professionally. Um, as you said, I'm YCP's management associate, um, I've been with YCP since 2016, so I graduated from A&M, and I had a degree in business marketing, and I found YCP. um, I was very, very involved in their Catholic Center, um, as you noted before, and I was trying to figure out what I wanted to do, and I loved the corporate world being a business student, um, but I also absolutely loved ministry, and so I was trying to kind of figure out that balance of like, what, which way do I go, you know? And a friend of mine was like, you have to hear about this thing called Young Catholic. It is, um, it is, sorry, I pressed a button on my phone. Yeah, um, <laughs> okay. She, <laughs> she said, um, you have to hear about this YCP thing. It screams you. It's all about business, but also about incorporating God into that. Um, and I just, I heard about it and I instantly applied and here I am five years later. So I've professionally, YCP is my professional career. <laughs> yeah, that's all, all. I've, all I've done since then. Um, and I've loved every minute of it, but for YC, YCP specifically, um, I do a lot of different things for our organization, but I do spend most of my time managing our marketing and our promotions and creating and designing content um, as well as helping manage the development of our national conference that we host annually. And we have an exciting event in the works for 2022 um, that I'm working on um, with our team. Um, but yeah, so that pretty much professionally, I mean, I scream YCP from the rooftops. <laughs> <laughs> well, good. And we're giving you a good opportunity to do that here on the radio today uh, as well. Kelly Herring joining us, uh, Management Associate of uh, Young young Catholic Professionals. You know, one one thing, uh, Kelly, we uh, we always find with Catholic Radio, people will come up to me and mm-hmm. say, gosh, I talked to somebody the other day and uh, they, they didn't even know there was a Catholic Radio station in town. And, you know, we've been here for 15 years. And I'm like, seriously? You know, they don't know and they're Catholic? <laughs> do, you, do you find, you know, from a marketing standpoint that – 
And of course, you're you're all across the the country, and I know you know who knows uh, how how far you're going to expand even around the world. But uh, right. do do you find that the average Catholic, especially in the 20s and 30s, at least knows YCP exists, or what are the challenges from a marketing standpoint uh, locally and also abroad? Right. Um, I would say I would not say most young adults do know YCP exists, um, and I think a big challenge is that. There's, well, there's, it's kind of two things. There's just a lot of noise out there um, and a lot of different things that people are telling you you should get involved in and how you should spend your time. Um, and so I think in the media, it's just really easy to get lost. So we can we can promote and promote and promote, but it is, it is really hard to kind of get in the forefront of these young adults' faces of like, and then pay attention to this and pay attention to that, but also pay attention to me too. But then this is going to pop up on your screen and tell you to, wipe up and do this. Um, so I think it, it is a huge challenge um, today with just all the things that young adults um, see and do and all of our phones are in our faces and our computers and our TVs telling us how we should spend our time, what we should focus on. I think it's a huge challenge to try and get their attention. Um, I mean, across the nation, I think it's just, and so with that, I mean, I don't think a lot of I think we do have a lot of work on YCP's part, um, and I think we will forever, just with how the world's going, um, to just really try and grow and to be the first thing people see when they're um, on their social media or in their inbox, and just to do our very, very best to try and reach as many people as possible. Um, but I think that's going to be a forever challenge. I really do. <laughs> Yeah. So what's the strategy? Like, are you using mostly social media? You're putting ads on radio, newspapers, dealing with diocesan staff, or what have you found to be most effective to get to that target audience that you're trying to reach? Yeah, truthfully, um, I would say the good old fashioned word of mouth has actually been probably our most successful, um, just historically with YCP. I mean, we'll have a young adult who, let's say, for example, is involved in Houston, they get a new position in Denver, and so they're moving to Colorado, um, and they, well, we have a chapter in Denver, but pretend that we don't. But, um, <laughs> okay, I'm so pretending. So they move to Denver, <laughs> and um, they're just like, they realize that they want community, and they loved YCP so much in Houston, but there's nothing there. Um, that's how the Denver chapter would get started, um, just because someone moves there, and they're just longing for what they had in Houston. Um, so that's actually probably our biggest um, our biggest way of really spreading the word is just from the culture of young adults moving from city to city and all of that and just family, friends sharing about it, that kind of thing. Um, but in terms of actual advertisement, I mean, we do locally, our chapters are big on bulletins, um, getting on kind of flock notes with the diocese, um, social media, all of that. And nationally, um, we're pretty similar, except for we do have a little bit of a bigger reach where we can do things like this radio show, um, we're huge on social media. That's a big push. Email is a really big one. Um, so literally a bit of everything, getting in um, conferences, sponsorships, just about every channel you can think of, we've pretty much put our feet, gotten our feet wet in. Um, and I think that's kind of what we have to do nowadays in order to do everything we can to reach everybody because everyone's all over the place on different channels all the time. It's pretty crazy. Hmm, absolutely. And uh, Kelly, sometimes we think of, I think, the marketing field is, I don't know, it's kind of interesting because you think about, oh, everyone's always trying to get your attention, kind of like you mentioned. But And so it has that superficial quality to it. But how do you, how do you see it um, 
with your, through the lens of your Catholic faith of uh, your kind of, it's kind of an evangelization marketing that you're doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, you are right that like it's, you hear so often kind of, I mean, especially right now, how awful media can be. That it's kind of just coercing us into materialism and the need for more and more and causing anxiety and stress and all of that sort of thing. Um, and I do think that, I mean, media hasn't had an effect of kind of making us a little bit more isolated and more obviously this past year, but um, I think even before that, young adults, they're moving and they're trying to find community and spending their times on their phone and binge-watching Netflix and things like that instead of actually going out there and um, getting involved in society and making real connections rather than followers. Um, So I think what I've really, really appreciated about marketing and how I can see the Catholic faith coming through, especially with what we do with YCP, is we do nothing but share truth in the middle of all that noise. So it's a little bit like light in the darkness. You know, we point people to Christ. We point people to community and resources that they might not find if they were scrolling Instagram or Facebook or if they didn't see their friend posting about it on um, social media. So, um, I mean, if we didn't, if we didn't do that, we wouldn't be able to find those people who were looking for all those things. So it's media in a way can, I think, kind of give that negative connotation, but it does so, so much good because it, there are people like when they move to a new city, they're, they're lonely and they're lost or they want to, they don't know what parish to go to. And it's all of that, all those ads that people put up in our ads for YCP, they help reach those people and they help let them know they're not alone and that there's something out there for them. Um, and kind of a funny example is, I mean, just speaking not even from like a ministry standpoint, but just like an ad that comes through, um, your social media or like your email. I had, um, one or just this last Sunday, I was sitting in church with my daughter and she's about, she's almost two years old and she has this adorable little book called Light of Sunday Catholic Treasury. Um, and it has different parts of the mass and like different things that she could find throughout the sanctuary while she's sitting in mass. And I was watching her be all cute and like pointing to things and kind of making the connection of what she saw in her book is what she saw in, in church. And I literally only found that book because I was looking on Instagram really bored one day and an ad popped up. Um, and I was just got sucked in and I was like, I need this in my life and it's hmm. great. So if that wasn't for that advertisement and someone paying, you know, doing that promotion, um, I wouldn't have that book. And that book in turn is helping me, you know, help me teach catechesis to my kids and help them teach about the faith. Um, and that was just an ad. It wasn't even like a, like a YCP account sharing about their, um, you know, their events coming up or something like that. So, um, Marketing is, I mean, it really can be so powerful if done, if done for the good of others. I yeah. Think. Kelly Herring joining us, Management Associate for Young Catholic Professionals. You can find them online, youngcatholicprofessionals.org. And uh, they are, and I'm actually on their site now, the nation's largest young, Catholic, young professional Catholic network. And it started right here in Dallas and has spread to... Wow. Uh, do, do you know off the top of your head, Kelly, how many uh, different chapters you have across the country now? I thought it was at like uh, 20, 25 or something like that. Do you, do you know? Yeah, we're, we will be 24 um, this month with our Philadelphia chapter launching. 
So, and then we've got a couple more in the works. So we'll be like at like 28 here soon. <laughs> yeah. You know, you mentioned about all the, 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 the clutter, the noise, the competition that we have for, you know, it just we're being hit in so many different directions with apps and Twitter and YouTube and Facebook. And, you know, uh, what, what's your advice um, for, for people, especially young people, to kind of declutter mm-hmm. and really focus on what's most important, and especially our relationship with, uh, uh, with God and in our faith? Well, what's your advice in, re- in regard to that and your marketing background? Oh, that's a great question. Um, well, just for decluttering the noise, something I've recently done, because I, I mean, I admit to being a very typical um, millennial. I'm on my phone way more often than I like to admit. I'm constantly, you know, looking at Instagram and on my emails and all of that. Um, something I do that I've just done, and it's made a huge difference, because especially because I do have a young daughter, so everything I do, um, she sees and she wants to copy. So if I'm on my phone all the time, she'll see that. And that's not the best example. I want to be present to her all the time, um, which is also kind of shows how regardless of what we do, we're all kind of our own little marketers in our own life. Yeah. Um, I market, my actions market to my daughter what I, what I value. And so I do have a little thing. You can set your phone to have like time limits. So I like know in the morning I get like, you know, 15 minutes to go find my favorite accounts. And if I don't see everything I want to see in 15 minutes, then I'm done. So um, I think setting, setting time limits, but also a big thing I've done also in the past year is I used to just pick up my phone and I used, that's the first thing I did in the morning. I'd lay in bed, try not to snooze, look at my phone and scroll and see what my email has and all of that. And so my, the first thing I did in the day, in the day was have noise and stuff thrown at me instead of censoring it and giving it to God. So I've, I actually now charge my phone away from my bed and I have a little, a little, um, it's called the fragrance prayer. Um, I pray that every morning when I wake up and it helps me just kind of recenter my day and focus. And I well, sometimes honestly now forget to even pick up my phone in the morning because it's not near me. And I thought about God first and then I'm like, oh, let me go wake up my daughter. Let's go do this and this. And I won't pick up my phone for quite some time after that, um, which is a huge shift for me. So um, that's something I've done recently that I think a lot of people can maybe try and do if that's something they're struggling with. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm curious. Uh, that's congratulations. Uh, that's that's wonderful that you have uh, a young daughter. And um, oh, thank you. <laughs> uh, you know, and you're you're young, and you, you've got a, a child. Sissel uh, uh, has a show here on the now the now our station uh, called Young and Present. And Sissel, you did a show one time about how young people have a hard time. Well, what was it? A committing or? Oh, uh, yeah, the crisis of commitment. Yeah, in, uh, I'm just curious today. your thoughts on that, Kelly. Among young people, uh, kind of maybe putting off marriage, putting off having kids, putting off you know a lot of things. I I had a conversation with my daughter, and and I don't think this is necessarily a bad thing, but some people are, are putting off college and maybe mm-hmm. doing a gap year, mm-hmm. and maybe and again, there's 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 pros and cons to it, but just kind of the the thought process of young people today, as far as maybe maybe a little reluctant sometimes jumping in and committing to jobs or spouses or having kids what, what are your thoughts on that yeah I mean that is definitely a, something I see I I have I've seen it now more than I've been an adult um I was a little bit in my own little Catholic world in in college and in high school I was very involved in the church so I was kind of always surrounded by um people who were doing the same thing as me for a very long time um and as I got older I realized 
I remember someone thinking, I'm currently 26, um, and I remember someone saw me with my daughter and thought I was well into my 30s. Mm. And I was <laughs> like, oh, I'm, 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 well, I was 25 at the time. And I was like, oh, no, I'm 25. And she's like, <laughs> really? And I was like, yes, ma'am. Like, <laughs> yes, I am, and I'm very proud of it. Um, but I do think that's a common thing, and I think it's, I kind of see it as, um, I, I love the idea of starting a, marriage and having kids young and I think it's just a really fun kind of evangelization thing for me to just promote family life and promote the, the how important that is and being um, I mean pro-life as well but I, I really do enjoy that little calling God gave me to make family life look wonderful and beautiful and that it doesn't really stop our lives at a young age it, I mean my dreams have I mean, I, I look at my daughter, and she is my dreams, and she makes my dreams possible whether, instead of the other way around of her stalling them and, yeah. um, you know, causing me to have to put off what I need to do. I mean, God's shown me so much more through having through being married um, first and then having um, my daughter more than I could have ever probably imagined. So, yeah. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> I don't know if that answers your question. <laughs> yeah, you know, you mentioned uh, that you're planning uh, an event. You said a 2022, and you just had the the big conference, uh, gosh, within the last, what, couple months or so? That was back I, in early May. Yeah. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. Cecil was able to go out to that. What 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 is on the radar as far as YCP uh, locally or uh, or, or nationally? Or, or what, what kind of things do you all have planned mm-hmm. for the rest of this year or maybe even next year as well? Yeah, um, one thing we're doing currently, we do them every month, um, and I absolutely love them. They're called Refiner's Fire. So we have every month um, live on Facebook and YouTube, we have these interviews um, with our staff, with Catholic executives who touch on a specific kind of career, I wouldn't say problem, but something that generally most professionals are wanting to grow in. So so a virtue, or like last month we had um, Dina Dwyer Owens on talking about the lost art of listening and how important listening is not only professionally, but personally. Um, so she dove into that and it was incredible. Um, and so every month we have these, um, these interviews. Um, and so next month we have one with Bob Dill. Um, and I'm really excited about that. So that's something that we do. We're doing through the end of the year. Um, and it's just, I mean, it's spiritual and professional, just fire, like not to play on the word, but I mean, these professionals have so much wisdom to share and it's these 30 minute episodes that you're just like, please keep talking for two more hours. Um, and there's options for Q and a, um, so that's something that we have nationally going on. Um, we have our Philadelphia chapter launching at the end of the month and we have these, a big launch party. So just cause it's in Philadelphia does not mean that other people can't come. <laughs> so it's yeah. open to the whole country. Um, and then also, I mean, next year, and we are still finalizing dates, but it will be hopefully in the spring, um, we have our conference. So, I mean, I recommend being on our email list to make sure people are on one of the first people to hear about that. It's going to be awesome. We're anticipating 700 people from across the country, so we're, we're excited. Yeah, that is cool. Uh, final minutes now with Kelly Herring, uh, Management Associate with Young Catholic Professionals. I invite you to visit their web- website, youngcatholicprofessionals.org, and uh, they are just growing, like she said, uh, what, 24 chapters now? They're going to be in Philadelphia soon. It started here in Dallas. There's a chapter in Fort Worth as well. Uh, this is you know primarily for people in their 20s and 30s. It doesn't matter if you're single or married or what your state of life is. Uh, it's a great way to build your faith and also meet some 
some uh, great um, you know friends and uh, maybe even make a, a marketing connection or a business connection as well. Uh, YoungCatholicProfessionals.org. And Kelly, I, I just wanted to to give you the last few minutes here uh, to say anything you want as far as uh, your work with YCP, marketing, the faith, evangelization, whatever whatever's on your heart that you think might be a blessing to our listeners. Yeah, um, I would just say that, because um, I know a lot of people think that marketing is really just for people in marketing, <laughs> mm-hmm. but I, I really would love to just point out that you really don't have to be in marketing. I mean, marketing is everywhere around us, so how you carry yourself, um, how you, I mean, just like what you choose to do with your time, um, just like, I mean, for example, posting a picture of your family going to Mass on Sunday, I mean, that does so much in sharing people what your, where your values are, um, wearing a crucifix around your nest, neck or having a crucifix on, crucifix on your desk. That's kind of like your own little billboard for your office space. Um, so I just would love to remind everyone that we are, even though we might not have a million followers or we might not be doing it for a living, um, we're, we really are. Everything we do during our day and how we choose to spend it shows the world um, who we are and promotes some kind of message. So just to remember that even though your professional title might not say it, we're all our own little marketers of our Catholic faith. So, yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> you know, it's uh, I, I've got the, our, our radio stay sticker, radio station stickers in the back of my car, and I think you know, as I drive around, I'm kind of <laughs> representing our stations. We yeah. have a, a statue of the Blessed Mother in front of our house. I always tell our kids, you know, people that come up, it, you know. Whether they're solicitors or you know UPS drivers or what have you, I mean we're 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 representing the Catholic faith whether we like it or not, and so I think that's a really good point, Kelly. Cecil, you want to make exactly. a point? Oh, I was just going to say if your scapular is hanging out too, that also is pretty a great conversation starter <laughs> when someone goes, "Why is this exactly. little brown tag hanging out of your back of your yeah. shirt?" Like, <laughs> uh, no, it's not attached to my shirt. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, no, it's not. <laughs> yeah, a lot of people don't even know, know what those are. Exactly. Hey, uh, Kelly, you know you you went to to A and M. A lot of parents are. Uh, about to send their kids off to college, maybe for the first time. Well, what are your advice to uh, college students and also parents and, uh, you know, remaining and even growing in your Catholic faith during those those important years of people's life? Yeah, I would say, um, I mean, getting involved in Newman Center is, is huge. That's the first thing I did, and everything fell from that. Um, so whether or not you're a parent, um, and I would maybe look into it if the the Newman Center and maybe go with them to Mass there when you drop them off. Um, just introduce them to it. Um, St. Mary's at A&M has a, like, it's called a Connect Retreat, and so new freshmen get to go on and learn about all the things that St. Mary's can offer them. Um, and they get a small group and someone to help kind of show them around campus and things. Um, so I would really encourage students to sign up for that if they haven't already, because they definitely hold them, they hold multiple ones in the beginning of the year. Um, so just really keep an eye out for those Newman Centers because who you hang out with in college really does, and who you meet first off really does transform your experience. And um, those Newman Centers are incredible and fun and and cool, whether or not when you're going to college you think that. They're cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's for sure. Well, Kelly, it's great to, to meet you over the, the phone and the radio. God bless you uh, yeah, for your uh, you your little family and your, your daughter and your, your work at YCP. Uh, and uh, again, if uh, people want to get a hold, I guess that that website is the best place to go. Youngcatholicprofessionals.org. Any other websites yeah. or contact that you want to give out to our listeners? Um, I think that's the best one. If you want to um, 
ever email us directly, you can just do national at youngcatholicprofessionals.org, and I'm happy to I get that email, so I'm happy to point you in the right direction if you need anything. Okay, great. Thanks so much. Thanks also to Jen Ball for setting this up. She's the founder and national executive director of Young Catholic Professionals, Working in Witness for Christ uh, is their slogan. And Kelly Herring has been our guest, management associate at YCP. Kelly, thanks again. God bless you. Thank you. You too. All right, and that brings us to an end of uh, this program. And uh, again, thanks to everybody who came out to the Summer Speaker Series event last Thursday. I hope it was a blessing to you. And uh, as we mentioned before, uh, God bless all the, the kids as they head off to college, whether it be young kids or college students or high school, where our, our prayers go with you. And uh, as we start to wrap up summer and begin the fall, if you have a fall festival or anything going on at your parish or your apostolate, we want to know about it. We want to broadcast it. We'd like to come out and do live broadcasts at uh, all the fall festivals out there. So reach out to us, and we'd love to communicate with you. You can just email kath at grnonline.com, and that'll go to me, Cecil, and Diane. So you get a three-in-one, right? <laughs> three just for the like price that. of one. <laughs> three for the price of one. Thanks, everybody. God bless you. We'll see you next Monday for the next Good News Show. Thanks for joining us for the Good News Show here on KATH 910 AM on the Guadalupe Radio Network. Please join us next week at the same time for the next Good News Show. KATH 910 AM, Frisco, Dallas, Fort Worth.